Radio Newark, the home of Radio Newark Sport. Weeknights from 7. Radio Newark Sport. Brought to you with Smith's Timber Merchants. For all your fencing, decking and DIY needs on Appleton Gate, Newark. Visit smithstimber.co.uk. Tonight, with pre-season friendlies about to commence on Saturday, six major new signings in the bag and an FA Vars draw to come by the weekend, are the Midland League ready for Newark Flow Serve? Craig's back at Sport HQ as we look at what promises to be a fantastic season of Step 5 football. This is, of course, the renowned and sometimes controversial Radio Newark Sport and these are our red lines. European Championship number three for James Brinkat Smith and a medal to bring home in the squat with a nice 355 kg lift adding 62.5 to his previous international best. Next up for him, the Western European Championships. The weekend saw three Newark Lawn Tennis Club teams in action. The ladies' twos beat Mansfield in Division D, while the men's overcame something Ashfield in Division 6. But the ladies' ones fell to a big defeat at Magdala. Full report from Sarah Jackson, of course, on our social media site. In round four of the Midlands Mountain Bike Cross Country Series held at High Bramley Wood, that's near Eckington by the way, Vanessa Holmes finished an excellent third place in the elite female race and three Newark Tri Club members took part in the Hokum Outlaw Triathlon at the weekend. Dave Tilly led the way home followed by Jason Cobb and Dan Marshall. Over in Shropshire where Victoria Smith had an, and her amazing dad made up the father and daughter team at the Bishop's Castle Tandem Triathlon. The pair finished second in the mixed open and six overall. It's a long time since this one comes up in last night's football. Grimsby Town were pushed all the way before they overcome Grantham Town by three goals to one. While Notts County, in last year's kit, won 1-0 at Carlton Town. Of interest to our guests though, Selston drew with West Bridgeford Long Eaton were beaten 6-0 by a new look Quornside and Long Eaton they won at Gedlin and don't forget we've got live football back in Newark tonight as Newark Town take on Lincoln United in their first ever match at their new home the Sports Village kick off quarter to eight so get there just after eight o'clock Mr. Smith. Hello. Notts County have had a stay of execution, apparently. Um, they have to go back to the High Court on July the 31st. The um, the current owner has basically said he's very close to an agreement for somebody to buy the club, and the High Court have given him a uh, basically a two-week extension. Is it Mike Ashley? <laughs> <coughs> well, no, he's 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 got too much about him for that, I think. <laughs> well, it's all right getting a stay of execution, but basically he's got two weeks to 
get the requisite thousands, millions of pounds to keep the club in existence. And and, and the, the fact that uh, they've got the fixtures for the forthcoming season means nothing. If the, I mean, I heard they had to scrape together a team to go to Nuneaton Borough of all clubs. Uh, That's slightly poetic, isn't it? it? It's, 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 it's like a kickabout in a slaughterhouse, isn't it? It is really, isn't it? <laughs> but basically, I heard they had to use um, apprentices to fulfil the team sheet for that one because didn't have a left back, didn't have a left winger. Um, it's just, it's just tragic. It really, really is modern football tragedy. What's happened there? And I think there's more to unfold as yet. Talking of modern football tragedy, Steve Bruce apparently is uh, <laughs> in line for the Newcastle job. Yeah, about I bet the uh, I bet the party. Oh, in, they're going to love that party in Newcastle tonight. Yeah, I bet they are. Yeah, he's um, going to be very popular at Sheffield Wednesday because he uh, he was formerly manager at Sheffield United and is now dumping Wednesday. And uh, now the now the Newcastle are going to get a, their former Sutherland manager. Steve Bruce has made a career of dumping clubs when he thinks he's he's going forward. It's, it's no wonder he's, he's got a nose like he has. He can't have many mates. So um, and uh, New Zealand beat India. Then it was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Um, I, I listened to it all day yesterday until it got rained off and then listened to it all day today and it was a superb cricket match India were cruising and what a 20 odd for 4 no but I mean India were cruising after the first innings oh right and then basically um, New Zealand had their moment of the World Cup and it's a fantastic result if England managed to beat Australia, because uh, they should cruise, the, they should cruise the final on Sunday. Hmm. We'll see. They wouldn't have done against India; they'd have lost to India. But if they beat Australia, I reckon they've won the World Cup. And your new mate Andy Murray and Serena Williams are out of Wimbledon. Are they? Yes, they got beat this afternoon. Oh. If you weren't watching the cricket all the time, you'd have known that. Well, tennis is one of those games where you know, I mean. I'll dip in. Be nice. A, okay, I'll dip in occasionally, but it's a, it's a game I'd ra I would rather play rather than sort of watch. A bit like snooker. I'd, 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 ra I'd rather be involved rather than actually uh, ra ra rather than actually sort of sit next to a television and watch it. Okay. So um, we'll give you that one. The last visit to Sport HQ by Newark Flow Serve was actually from the chairman and the captain, if you recall, at the end mm. of, at the end of last season, and it was Potsy, the captain who admitted to us that uh, he felt a huge disappointment about the way the season have ended and it, what could have been. Because I was saying to you, will Flosser be disappointed? And you was telling me that, of course, they're not disappointed. They would have won the Cup and they've got promotion. And Potsy was disappointed. If I can just fill in Craig and, um, and, and, and the listeners how that conversation went. First of all, you put the question to Potsy what's your ambition for next season and Potsy said promotion and then you put the same question to the chairman and he said to get a new captain <laughs> <laughs> that was pretty much about it yes um, the season did peter out a little bit but I'm wondering and I've spent a lot of time on this one I'm wondering if that last couple of weeks of the season taught the management team an awful lot of what they've got to do for this season. So we've waited a long time to ask the management team this. So half of the management team is here. Craig's back with us. Craig, welcome back. Good evening. Um, did that last fortnight of the season when, I won't say the wheels came off, but a few cracks seemed to appear. 
Yeah, I think um, looking back in reflection, uh, the form that we managed for the majority of the season was very good. Um, it did dip off at the end, but you know, we've, when you get time, once the dust has settled, uh, there's a lot of factors involved in that. You know, we picked up a lot of injuries towards the back end of the season um, and suspensions. And that, I mean, the cup final and the last few uh, league games we played, a lot of lads touched 55 games. So there was an hell of a lot of work gone in prior to that. Um, obviously, the longer it goes on, and the more you're at the top, the more you get shot at. And I think if you put all them factors together, um, <coughs> it's fair to say, like, say, like Tony just said at the end of the day, it was a very successful season and we achieved more than what we set out to um, at the start. But, um, but I'll take your point. Um, a lot of people are watching it and think yeah, there's perhaps a few cracks appeared there. You're not going to get away with that next season, obviously, as we step up again. So, But obviously, we knew that we'd have to um, improve the squad a little bit, add a little bit more experience from the right levels, which we've done so. Um, I maintained pretty much the whole squad from last season, so hopefully that'll be enough to make up <coughs> the difference for us. Let, let's, first of all, have a look at um, the guys that have chosen to go, or you've let go, whichever way you want to use it. Um the one thing I, I, the one where I really do want to start is is with Reese Lewis. Mm-hmm. Reese is a a Newark gem. He's he's sort of one of our own. Um, lots of people saying, "Is he going to be playing?" Um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I've heard all, all, all the stories. What's the Reese Lewis position? Well, at the end of the season, when we had presentation night, we had a conversation with Reese, and he was unsure what he was going to be doing this season. Um, you know, like like everybody else has in, in the town, I've got a lot of respect for Reese, which we also have. So we left the door open for him. Uh, it was a case of let him have the summer. Uh, was he going to get the hunger back for it? Um, and he literally rang us um, last week, let's say Tuesday night, the night of the first training session. He just said it, it's not something he feels he could commit to right now. And if he's, Reese is one of them lads, he's either in or he's out. He's got to be 110% or or not at all but the door's still left open for Reese. Um, you know we've said we'd rather keep him at the club in some form even if that was to take up a, a sort of like a part time coaching role um, he's just going to sign on and be available and see if anything changes in his own personal circumstances but you know he's got two young children now you know he's got a, you know obviously he's a teacher so he's, he's got a busy life and unless he feels he can give it 110 it's, uh, it might be the end of the road for Reese. but uh, hopefully we'll see him around even if, as you say, if, if he comes in some sort of training capacity, he, he, he's then... Yeah. He's there, isn't he? But, you know, I, I, I fully understand it. It's half the reason that Potham to come back to New York, he, he told me he left Grantham, it, is, it was the sheer time it took, and he has got a young family, mm-hmm. um, and, and, you know, we all know what happened to Reese and his far, far, yeah. father, and, yeah. you know... Um, Reese will be so close to those two children and he's got an absolute cracking job at Highfields and you can't yeah. just keep leaving that mid-afternoon no absolutely not so it's totally understandable you know we've got utmost respect for Reese, whatever he decide, decided to do um, you know and we'll support him with that and he'll always be welcome down um, should he change his mind at any point but you know it's a massive commitment and to, like you say with all them other factors in your life it's, uh, it's totally understandable and fair play to him yeah Blair Anderson and Sean Woolley have both gone to look for passages new. Yeah, Blair, we parted company with Blair before the end of last season. Um, and Blair did a good job for us when he was there, but the longer it went on, unfortunately it was his, his attitude that let him down. Um, you know, and he was expecting to, to turn up as and when he wanted and still play and 
as far as toys like the pram sort of thing so you know we parted company on good terms with Blair um, you know he did a good job for us while he was there cracking player bags of potential but perhaps that's why he didn't quite go mm. as far as he should have done because um, he's got all the ability in the world to um, Sean Woolley I mean, I've, I've just seen Sean tonight actually before I've come here he's, he's gone back to Ingles um, he enjoyed his time with us but he wasn't sure we, he could be guaranteed 90 minutes every week and that's what he wanted that's not something we can do to anybody um, he wanted to play um, right wing as well um, again we can't give anyone a fixed position so again on good terms we decided that uh, well Sean decided that it was best that he moved on so he's gone back to where he started from playing with his mates uh, Ingalls and um, he's just told me tonight that signed some good lads and they're hoping to have a good go so year. that that left some vacancies but before we come to this the magnificent uh, the magnificent six I want to just um, talk about a magnificent one um, I went down to watch training last week and fully expected to see Daryl Price with a pot on his leg mm. not running around in the middle of a football field <coughs> yeah you you would be as shocked as I was to see what he's what he's done so far um, he didn't train last night but we, you know we did have an in-house friendly game last night so I'm glad he did put his thumb down for that one but yeah he turned up for the first session um, I think anybody who knows anything about football has always had a pre-season before they know how gruelling the first few sessions are the first few weeks and um, Daryl come down with the intention of just pottering a band a little bit seeing how he felt have a bit of a jog um, but you know he got through the first two sessions including a bleep test and doing all sorts of uh, mad army stunts that we had the strength and conditioning coach down and um, yeah it was fantastic obviously he's, he's further on than what we expected him to be at this point you know he's still got a long way to go um, but yeah it, it's very positive for Darrell and hopefully we'll see him back in contention sooner rather than later Jack Beckett won the bleak test I understand he did again yeah Jack's so that, um, that one would assume is um, injuries from the end of last season or one that truly mended. Yeah, Jack, it was un- unbelievable to be honest. I mean, he won the he won it last year. You know, he looks after himself. Jack does, and um, obviously, every know Jack's been about as w- as well. You know, he's played a good level of football, so he knows he's got to step up this year. There's more competition. You know, not just in the league, but in in the squad. And so he's obviously been working hard throughout the summer, and um, he didn't just win the bleep test. You know, he he thrashed everyone. He got to he got just under level fifteen, which is you know super fit. So. Uh, yeah, Jack's obviously been putting the work in and it's paying dividends for him again last night we had this uh, we had a 90 minute game and it was uh, it was outstanding so it just shows you you get out what you what you put in and it's, uh, they, it's working for Jack the, uh, there was one comment you made in the middle of that they've, they've seen the six new lads mm-hmm. they've, they know that you know you've got three midfield players in that they, they, they've got him and you know the likes of him and, and Danny have, have got to be on their game mm, yeah like I say that we've signed new lads, but um, obviously the lads we've, we've retained and we're, our existing players are equally as important. And everybody starts off the season on a level playing field. And like, like the lads know, there's, there's no two ways about it. It's competition. The shirts are up for grabs. And we're going to talk about the new lads in about five minutes' time. Mm-hmm. Um, last one for this little section. When I'd worked it all out for myself, I'd worked out you'd only got one goalkeeper. Yes, um, still the case. Obviously, the one we didn't mention earlier was Nathan Burrows, who's, who's moved on. Um, we've got a massive thank you to Nathan for helping us out last season. You know, he's, he's a cracking lad, very, very good goalkeeper. Um, and it's totally understandable that Nathan, again, wanted to move on. You know, we've got Joe. Um, Joe also is a very good goalkeeper. 
Nathan was um, obviously what it was regular football, and, and so we should. And he's still improving, and so he was the only other one that moved on. But no, we've not replaced Nathan. It's a difficult position to to replace because any goalkeepers have got anything about him are not not happy to come in as a number two. So we kind of just need some cover in that position. Um, backup plan at the minute is that Nico's dropping his weight. He's lost a stone already. Hopefully his knee holds up and he can be named on the bench and he'll be our cover. Um, but all being well, Joe won't pick up any injuries. Um, and if he does pick up a you know a, a lengthy injury, then we'll have to look at replacing him as and when that comes around. That seems to be the sensible move. For that one. So we're going to talk about uh, the new players and we're going to talk about some of the new clubs that we're all looking forward to seeing in Newark for the first time. But uh, tomorrow night, Tony is not with us, so I'm I'm sort of going solo, as they say, and he thought he was going to get out of it, but he's not. As I said, Tony's not here tomorrow night, and he thought he'd um, he thought he'd got away with it, but he hasn't. Even though Craig's our special guest tonight, he's just going to have five minutes peace and quiet while we do the birthdays. Some of them, most of them are sport, but they're not all sport. They're just people who I think Tony will know and having a bit of an affinity with. Born on the 7th of June, 1941, Bill Oddie. Bill Oddie, a famous member of the Goodies and also uh, a renowned ornithologist. Oh, very good. 7th of June, 1944, Tony Jacqueline. Tony Jacklin, a fantastic golfer and uh, a great English hope, um, was was the best golfer around about the end of the 60s, early 70s. Uh, this is the one that we've been waiting for. Born on the 10th of June, 1927, Don Revy. Don Revy, as everybody knows, the greatest football manager that's ever... Right, that's that finished. <laughs> We're not having that. I refuse that. <laughs> <laughs> Don Revy, born on the twenty on, in nineteen twenty seven, on the tenth of July, the man that put football back absolute <laughs> miles. He is the one that brought Fulgur to football or to the English game completely. Leeds United winning it by anything but playing football. I'll be nice. Your turn. I think anybody who wants to know what Don Revy was really like should have watched uh, a television program when he had a. A chat with Austin Mitchell and and Brian Clough. And Brian Clough absolutely and Brian murdered Clough him. Absolutely battered murdered him to him. a pulp. Battered him to a pulp. Yeah. He did not want to be on there, did he? He, did, he didn't, and he was set up, unfortunately, which, as you know, is quite out of character with journalists. Mm, yes, it is. 1945, the 10th of June, John Motson. John Motson was a great football commentator. Uh, like Brian Clough was <coughs> a football manager. And they both went on a bit too long, unfortunately. And uh, unfortunately, Motty now really should be put out to grass, like Cluffy should in his latter days, but has been allowed to stop on a bit too long. And it's a shame because he was wonderful, absolutely wonderful, and he's now a bit um, bit rubbish. 1949, Sonny Gavaskar. Indian batsman uh, and, and a, a brilliant, brilliant uh, cricketer uh, that every batsman... Uh, should aspire to be scored thousands and thousands of runs but did it with a, a Gower-esque style that was only to sort of sit back and admire um, 
three people we lost um, during this last week. In 1930, we lost Arthur Conan Doyle. Oh, he's struggling. Is uh, struggling. An, a, an author that wrote uh, Sherlock Holmes? Yes, well done. Yeah, okay. Struggled there. <laughs> In 1973, we lost Wilford Rhodes. Wilford Rhodes, uh, Yorkshire cricketer. Have we got the right one? 4,187 first-class wickets. For Yorkshire? I don't know about that. Well, that's Gary tomorrow. Yeah, he's, he's, he's coming tomorrow. The, 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 the problem is that there are, there are two or three Wilfred Rhodes of, of, of great uh, renown in Yorkshire. Right. This is a bit like there's two or three Wally Hammonds. Well, actually... One's Australian, one's English. There's, there's only one Wally Hammond who was a great Australian batsman that was in the 1948 Invincibles with Don Bradman. I've got oh, no idea what dear. Gary Edgington is on about. In 1978, we lost Joe Davis. Snooker player of uh, great repute and also... Uh, the world billiards champion many many times I think he still holds the record for the highest break in billiards uh, but uh, yeah he was uh, he was in the days when um, it was in the old smoke filled halls before it burst out on television and became um, the overnight sensation that it was but it had been around for many many years but it was snooker only you know was, was, was the latter half of that particular sport because billiards was king in the in, in, in the early days, it's billiards a pub game and snooker a sport then. No, but the, the both or are they both pub games? The, the both, or are they both sports? The, the both sports, but we haven't actually. Uh, we have had got this to have this debate yeah. at some stage, haven't yeah, we? And uh, unfortunately, <coughs> I, 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 I spent a large amount of time going through the Oxford Dictionary, getting the definition for sport and and a number of other words which I thought might be useful in this conversation, but. Um, they, Again, they, I, I, they, I haven't been primed. Your, ti- your time, as they say, Mr Smith, will come. Hmm. Well, I'm looking forward to that debate. Craig, come back, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although, I'll say, you didn't do bad there. Yeah. You, you, yeah. you didn't do bad. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you that one. Um, so, close over, lost two, two or three lads, um, a little bit there. Um, before... I talk about the new ones. Before you talk about the new ones, can well, I c- gone. can I just chip in? Some, well, can I, well, I can stop you. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> was asking me the other day, "How's it gone at FlowServe?" I mean, it's it's been remarkable the last three years. And I said, "Well, yeah, the first season we were signing people from the likes of Newark Town and Ollerton Town, and then last season we were signing people from the likes of Grantham Town." And this season we're signing people from Celtic. It's going quite well. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you that one. Um, at the end of last season, or more to the point, o- o- over the early summer, the decision was taken not to run a reserve team for next season. Now, there's been an awful lot of talk and people have got different views. I mean, m- for what it's worth, I've made my personal view very public. Um, I don't think yourself or Kirky felt that the reserve players as a group was good enough to take a step and it is a that step is a massive a massive step from division two of the not senior league to the top of a step six league that is pretty much a step too far in in everything um from fitness to commitment to ability so 
it was almost, it seemed to me, like two separate clubs at Flow Serve last season because there wasn't the joining. Um, and I think you had to get your heads together at the end of the season and find yourselves a pathway forward. Yeah. Yeah, I think everyone left all their hands up and agree that um, it, it was like two two clubs, um, which was not intentional. It's just the way it, it, it panned out. You know, it's very difficult running one team, never mind two, um, and then trying to get them to run, you know, in tandem together and work as one unit is is very difficult. Um, as far as um, gaps in levels are concerned, I think that was always going to be the case. Um, for a number of years and you know the reserve team was on a different um, journey if you like to what the first team was on you know obviously we were playing at, at step six last season at a good level and they were just starting um, but the, the intention was obviously to let them climb gradually you know, younger players would have a place where they can develop at the right level at the right time um, you know and, and Lee and Biscuit and all the players did a fantastic job last season and, and they won the league and it ticked the box it, it, the target that we set out at the start was to get them up um, close the gap obviously the gap didn't close because we went up as well but you know they, they did their job um, like, like we did um, we, me and Kirky didn't want the reserves to fold and we did our best to try and keep it running and we was interviewing people and putting messages out looking for, for a manager um, but it just want to be in the end and it just got too late you know there was fines fines on the table if we was going to fold them after a certain date um, and then we also had an iron in the fire about an under 23 side and in the end you know it just seemed the natural way to progress it we can still start developing younger players um, which which we'll want to do we've still, still got the same ambition to do that um, and give them somewhere to play and they will be playing at uh, a better level in the mid links um, are, are, are they in the mid links? They're in, they're in the Lincolnshire Floodlit League, yes. Uh, it's just waiting 100% confirmation from the AGM. So we've not announced it until the AGM, but it's basically we've been informed that, that we're in. Um, and then the other clubs that are already in there have to vote us in or out. Right. And they said it's, you know, no one's going to vote against us in their opinion. So we do expect that to, to go ahead. Um, again, and and without naming names, because it'd be presumptuous to do it now, but yeah. the problems there was in finding a management team take over from Lee and Biscuit mm. uh, and a management team that you could build into your way of football mm. will you n- hopefully not have those problems with a under 23 time because you're looking then for a niche manager aren't you as well yeah we hope not we don't we don't foresee any issues um we've got a couple of people in mind and it's a different commitment because it's it's midweek so that helps um we can also get out there and watch um, the lads can come and train train with us. Um, I think they only play it about once every other week. I think there's about seven seven or eight teams in the league, so the commitment is far less. Um, we can also play. Um, we think we can name five and have three on the pitch at any any given time. Uh, over 23s or players from the first team squad, so that helps us as well. Um, looking at other players, keeping players fit with minutes, um, and also just giving that bit of experience into that under-23s team to, to help them lads develop. Super Tuesday, which it was a couple of weeks ago when social media went into into <laughs> meltdown and there wasn't a lot being done at two or three organisations in this town that should have been done because everybody was pressing buttons all morning. Mm. And it was all your fault. Um, 
and by the end of the day you'd name six new players and um, let's us now introduce those six new players to to the to the listeners because these are names that you're going to get used to this season because they're not just going to be squad members these are every single one of them is absolute quality so craig i'm gonna just shut up for a bit you can tell us who they are and please tell us a little bit about them right okay um yeah obviously we had our eyes on a few lads um of the last couple of years and we've been unable to get them for one reason or another um mainly down to the fact that they didn't want to drop down and play at step six obviously once we've got up again to step five uh, sort of in their market and the level that they expect to be playing football so um, like we said earlier the squad from last year um, done superb we just needed to add that bit of extra experience in there lads that are proven at step five or above and that's what we're looking for to, to make sure we can keep progressing and be at the right end of the table not su- suffering down at the bottom so um, yeah, uh, first one we got in was um, we did these these two first lads um, a week after the cup final actually um, in early May to um, Jack Andrews um, is a left back or a left sided central defender um, Jack was at Quorn last season Quorn finished fifth in the um, Midland Premier League which we've just been moved into um, Meds knows Jack quite well they was at Forest together Jack was there from I think it was six through to eighteen Um so yeah Jack's got the experience and obviously the quality that, that we need to add into the squad and he'll add, add some competition in there so there's a couple of lads fighting for that left back shirt in Riley Jack and Will Rawdon um, and then close friend to, to Jack's is Lawrence Gorman who was also at Quorn he was Quorn's captain last season um, Quorn's manager who um, himself and Kirk who got a relationship with had moved on to a club down south and uh, when we spoke to him, we did play Quorn in a closed doors pre-season friendly last year, and uh, and we noticed him then. Um, and he'd also recommended them as his, his two best players from last season. Um, Lawrence is a centre back, uh, can play anywhere across the back four. To be honest, again he was at Forest from from an early age through to eighteen. He's also got um, nine England caps for England youth team, 16, 17s and eighteens, I believe. Um, so Lawrence adds. Um, Touch of class at the back is also now he's a little bit like like a Tom Potts, so we're hoping that they're going to work work together. Um, yeah, again, been playing at the right level last season at, at Quorn, so he knows what it's all about. Um, two lads. I, I just, I just, I've, I've got to say because I said it, I, I said yeah. it on Monday night to Tony. Um, it's the first time I've actually met Lawrence was yeah. on Saturday morning at Carl Greaves Gym when we all went yeah. went down there for an absolutely fantastic hour. Of um, football training, um, <laughs> <laughs> and at the end of it, because um, I took my grandson and, and your son was there as well. Yeah, Lawrence made a point of going up to both on them to I five them. Yeah, uh, I mean he probably seen your son before, but he's certainly never seen Finlay. But he made a point of going and talking to him, and I thought you're going to be a good lad. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's not met Freddie before either. That was the first time he'd seen Freddie, and um, yeah, him. He's a very nice lad. Um, a lot of people are warm to him. Yeah. Now he's um, he's a full time coach, he's a UEFA coach. That's his job. Same as Jack. They work together for the same company, and they're working in around um, Newark, Southwall, and the Gedlin area. So they're, they're familiar around here. Obviously, so they're, obviously they're good, good with people. But that was one of the main things we've looked for. Obviously, we're looking for the for the quality of player to bring in. 
and the players that have been operating at, at the right level at good clubs um, we, were, we were looking for winners I know that very importantly we were looking for the right characters you know, we've learned them lessons over the last few years and the lads had to be the right fit to fit in with the, with the players we've already got and the right fit for our dressing room and what we want to achieve and so all, all six of these lads you'll find are uh, top, it, it, top I, I did notice on Saturday morning that the, the, the lads that was there on Saturday morning yeah. they've become part of the group straight away yeah we, you know, we, when, we, when we go talk to these lads we go out and normally go for a drink or something to eat a few times and we chat to them for a bit so we get to know them well get to know what they're about why they want to come across so yeah they're all, they're all top lads like, like everyone we've got at the club now we, we feel we've got the right blend of characters quality and experience there to, to have a great dressing room and a, and a great squad OK number three um, I'm moving through we're trying to think about some from midfield and testing you to, you see two, two lads from Ilkeston um, again obviously Ilkeston won the Premier League last season so anyone who was, who was regular in their side is going to be good enough to to operate again for us um, we think we've got their two best players in uh, Paolo Palero um, Paolo is very well respected um, around, around Nottinghamshire as a, you know, he's a very talented footballer uh, left footed he's a bit more of a holding midfielder um, again he had a few injuries last season at Ilkeston so didn't have didn't get as much game time in as it is wanted so we're hoping that this season you know he's off to a good start he's looking fit uh, he's going he's gonna to really help us push on and again add that bit of experience and composure that we need in there and then um, Kyle Dixon we've been after Kyle for a couple of years to be honest and we had his brother over here with us a couple of years ago when, when he was in the Notts Senior League um, Kyle was at Notts County um, I think he was on full time contract for about 3 or 4 years and then he's been about a few clubs since Baseford, um, Colville you know, all successful clubs that, that have been challenging and then obviously last year as part of a uh, championship winning side at Ilkeston um, very very talented player um, he's, he's a typical midfielder he's got a bit of everything Kyle you know, he's got a great engine uh, he's very quick on the ball you know I was really shocked to be honest the first training session I saw him when he, he was at full sprint with the ball he's, he's faster than me in a car with a ball at his feet so, <coughs> so I think Tony mentioned as well the other week that he's it's probably gone. saw two of the best goals he's seen and I'll, I'll agree with that you know I thought crikey I know he's a good player but this is he's, he's something special so yeah we're really looking forward to well, I've had problems trying to keep his feet on the ground I don't yes know. yeah you know and that, that's what that's what we're after and again he's, he's a really top lad really nice lad that fits in well to the mould that we're, that we're looking for um and again, he'll just add, add that bit of experience in there, that bit of quality, and a bit more banter in the dressing room. So, yeah, I'm excited to to see what how we can fit them all in together. Now everyone's going to, you know, we've got a gel them as a team now. That's the main thing. Um, and I look forward to people coming down to see it, to see what I've been seeing yes, in Kyle and, and Paolo and the rest of them. Four uh, down, two to go. Yeah, um, Matt, Matt Cotton. Matt Cotton is well, he's a new lad, really. You know, he lives. He lives in Bruff, just outside uh, Winthorpe. Well, he, he works for a company in Newark, and a lot of his friends around Newark. Been playing at Lincoln United for the last few years. Um, uh, pre- previous to that, he was at Lincoln City. A uh, very talented, uh, skillful attacking midfielder. Um, we struggled last year and finding we we tried a few bits out, trying to find someone in that that number ten hole just behind the striker. You know, Meds did a good job at it. Sol did. You know, Kingy did it a bit towards the back end of the season um, Sean Woolley did lads were always slightly out of position at, um, 
Matty just offers that to us. Um, you know, he's very tidy on the ball again. Um, like I say, he's been operating at, at Lincoln United in the Premier of the Evo Stick. So he again, he knows what it's all about. You know, he's happy with the commitment levels that come with this level of football and the travelling as well. It's obviously a big factor. Um, so another, another great addition. Um, and then again, also up top, we've signed Ben Hutchinson. Um, ben was at Carlton last season. Um, he didn't play when we played Carlton uh, in the Notts Cup game at, back at Flowserve. Uh, I watched him in the Notts Senior Cup final against Baseford and um, was very impressed with him. Um, Kirky knows him from in and around Nottingham and he'd been recommended him to a few from a few of his friends. Um, obviously, when we looked into the op- possibility of Ben coming across, because he, he'd actually mentioned back he wanted to come to Flowserve, you know, play that's. <laughs> a beauty for us at the minute lads want to come you know we've got a good reputation outside in, in Newark and, and outside of Newark and they actually want to come play for us they know we're ambitious so obviously that's helped us with getting these, these lads through the door to, um, you know, once we looked into Ben a bit deeper we see he had a he's got quite a mighty CV behind him so <laughs> it was a no brainer obviously he's getting on a bit more into his later years so again very very experienced um, and we've seen already in the, in, the, in the few sessions that we've had that he's going to add something different to what we've had before. So again, it's another great addition. Did he get everybody you wanted? Um, all bar one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but that was always a long shot, and it was mainly down to contractual reasons at his existing club. The reason why he didn't come. But, um, never know what's going to happen there. You know, things change throughout the season. So we'll, we'll see. We'll watch that. I think we all we all know who we're talking about, but we'll we'll watch that one with um, we'll watch that one and see where we end up. Uh, the other question, obviously, is the door now closed? Um, yeah, yeah, no. I mean, I'd never say doors closed. You know, you know, we suffered last season with suspensions and injuries, um, players being away. You know, some, one of the reasons why we had to sign extra players last year was because we had people missing. Um, whether that was for holidays, weddings, you know. We had long suspensions. We had so many suspensions last year. We must have been down the bottom of the fair play league for sure. So we do need a good squad, and obviously things change. So no, I won't say the doors closed. We also have had um, three or four lads who have been on trial, not, not a trial as such, but have come down to have a look pre-season, uh, and we've not actively been looking for anyone else since we signed them lads on. Um, but we have we have agreed to sign Ryan Ebanks on, who, who's been training with us, um, and he's going to put pen to paper on Thursday um, after a chat after we had a chat with him after last night and Ryan could play on the right hand side of midfield or right back he played right back for us last night um, again a young lad um, lives this side of Nottingham just in the Gedlin area um, was at Notts County as a young lad with Joe goalkeeper um, so Joe knows him well and uh, he'll be another good addition and that'll be not expecting to see any, any new faces <laughs> unless we have to <laughs> but what we are going to see is a lot of new clubs um, before the end of this show by the way Craig I am really one desperate for you to tell me where Flowserve are going to finish um, <clears throat> um, but um, <clears throat> we've got lots and lots one old set of friends in inverted commas and um, <laughs> lot, yeah. lots of new friends Always to make by the way, being bottom of the fair play league, when Flowserve won the fair play we, uh, league when Briggy was manager, he was mortified. I bet he was. He <laughs> was absolutely mortified. Go, I won't worry yeah. about finishing at the bottom. <laughs> You'll have a friend for life in Briggy. I um, cut Craig off on his. 
Prime because I'd already pressed the button, but you was going to say something about Briggy, weren't you? Or yeah, he, he just uh, jogged my memory of uh, talking about fair play leagues and Briggy. Obviously, he was a he was a, he was a tough player and he liked to uh, play the game the old, old fashioned way, if you like. So I would remember one of his teams. So I was only sixteen when I started playing flow serve, and uh, Tony Jarman was in charge. Actually, but I always remember when we went to Knotts Police, and his uh, first thing he said, he just clapped his hands, rubbed his hands together, and said, "It's kick a copper day, lads." <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Absolutely brilliant. Right, Tony Smith's ten-minute guide ten to minutes. who. What, what new friends are we going to meet? Well, um, when we found out we were going into the uh, Midlands Premier League, or Midlands League Premier Division, I wrote out a list of the uh, clubs uh, on, our, um, on our website. And your average football fan, like myself, some names will pop out, some you're hearing for the first time, and the one that sort of stands out, obviously, more than any other, first of all, is Worcester City, because uh, they basically finished 11th in the MLP last season, but that doesn't really do them justice. <coughs> uh, a more accurate reflection of Worcester City would be to say that their highest attendance is 17,042 for an FA Cup fourth round match against Sheffield United. And their highest transfer fee uh, received is £27,500 from Everton for John Barton. Am I right in saying, though, that they don't play in Worcester? Um, I think the ground share at Bromsgrove Sporting at their 3,500 capacity Victoria ground. Obviously, I've not got this written down in front of me by any means. Of course not. But, uh, I mean, that, that is big time. Uh, last season, their centre forward was the guy from Notts County. Uh, his name at the Hughes. Uh, yes. Lee Hughes. Lee, Lee, Lee Hughes. Yeah. He played up front from last season, and that's the sort of level. Oh, well, that's just set the flow serve crew off. Who needs Lee Hughes? And we've got Sam Agar. Go on, I know it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I've heard it before. <laughs> but no, it's um, it's basically um, talking to Sam Agar. There's a nice link there because we also play Walsall Wood, uh, who Sam was uh, dual signed with uh, with ourselves and Walsall Wood when he first came to us, and um, that's another basically you know a name that we're coming up against and and the name that uh, I remember from my very first early days of football is Tividale and the reason for that is that there's a great book called Journey to Wembley uh, that came out um, which told the story of the FA Cup in the 1966-77 season when the journey to Wembley started off at Tividale and then went the book followed the winners into the next round at cracking book Tividale got to the fifth round of the Vars last year Craig was the fifth round last eight or the last yeah, 16 yeah he did really well there's not many left in it by the time you get to the fifth round no they're one of the, what they all one on the sides are a tip to, uh, to have a good go this year so, so if, 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 if you've bought correct and the lads up the game another gear from last season could we look forward to a Vars run well, it'd be lovely, wouldn't it? it Vars, yeah, obviously it's a dream in it for for us. You know, the first time we've been in it, and you know, it'd be, it'd be fantastic to get for for a good few rounds of that. But you know, the Vars, like any cup, it's it's luck of the draw. Yeah, it's a cup. So we'll. Uh, I wonder yeah, what I've been in there with Newark and have played 
whole beating teams yeah. like that in the yeah yeah the, 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 the lesser boys up the game don't they yeah absolutely yeah so one but, but, can but the FA Vars is for clubs that step steps five six and seven hmm. so that puts us favourites <laughs> not exactly. I was trying to avoid you saying that. <laughs> not exactly the favourites, but certainly finalists, I would have thought. <laughs> but but certainly, if, if if the draw is kind to you, then, you know, you could have a crack in running that. I'm not sure of the financial financial remuneration. Um, it's well, it's worth it, Craig, isn't it? It is, yeah. It's, it's worth um, it. Yeah, as you get through a few rounds, obviously, it's, it's worth it. And any money you can get through the door is obviously a bonus. Yeah. yeah. Obviously, a big thing for us is once we're playing it this year, we'll be able to get in the FA Cup. And, yeah. You know, that money now is ridiculous in the FA yeah, Cup. Yeah. I mean, I, I know in the very early stages of the FA Cup, as you go through the qualifying rounds, you're very quickly talking about £25,000 to the winners, etc., etc. But the, carrying on through the list, um, again, as you, as you mentioned earlier, our friends from Selston, uh, no introduction needed to them. Uh, with just to interrupt you again, have you seen what they're doing in step three and four, and to a large extent in step two as well? The fixtures that's at because you'll be playing Boxing Day almost yeah. certainly. Yeah. Boxing Day and New Year's Day yeah. is the two local derbies back to back, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I know. I said that to uh, Reedy today when I spoke to Reedy. I said, You can see it coming, it's going to be Boxing Day or New Year's Day in it at home. Yeah. Selson so, away, Selson at I mean, you know, you can guarantee it, can't guarantee it, but think of the crowd again. Well, yeah, I mean, we played them last Christmas. Santa's rubbing his hands together. Right. We played them last Christmas and there was no bother, so it should be all right. But um, basically, there's another team in here called uh, South Normanton, uh, who uh, need little introduction. Because it's not all all sort of 200 miles. No, no. Um, Long Eaton United. Uh, Again, that's where um, Gary Birtle started off before he went to Forest. My old manager down there, Rudy Funk. Yeah, has he, has he gone to Long Eaton? Yeah, because Rudy Funk was with you at Renault, wasn't he? Yeah, because <coughs> yeah. I think the Quorn connection now is the ex Baseford manager. Yeah, Martin Crovers. So we would have taken yeah. a yeah. fair. Um, We've Trump got them in friendly yeah. in a few weeks. Yeah, that's on the. You mean, uh, you mean Saturday? No, Quorn as well. Oh, Quorn yeah, as, well, yeah. as well. Yeah, yes, yeah. Coming up as well. Right, Mr. Smith, come on. Yeah, well, if, I mean, stop waffling. I'm just trying to look at the actual. The, the, the standout teams Coventry United were formed uh, following the takeover of Coventry Spartans in reaction to the league side Coventry City uh, moving from the Rico Arena to, out of the town to the North Coventry Island. Sphinx are in there as well aren't they Coventry Sphinx are in there see these are all non-league teams that, yeah. the ones that follow non-league mm. yeah. we've heard of them haven't we but Coventry United uh, play at the 4000 capacity Butts Park Arena where the ground share with Coventry Rugby Club so, I mean, we're going to some smashing places. Yeah, some nice grounds. Yeah, which, which will be wonderful. Um, but, um, say, Coventry Sphinx are in there. And and then, that's basically all the teams that your average football fan will have heard of. Uh, and all the rest of them are, are available to have a look at on the uh, New at Flosa Football Club web pages. Was you disappointed when you went in that? I mean, I... Me, being clever little me, had worked out you're going to be in the United Counties. It's mm. not a problem. It's absolutely obvious. And even the FA can see that. Mm. Wrong. No, not disappointed. Um, obviously, there was three possibilities. I'd say the Midland Premier League is definitely the toughest one to go into. So, obviously, you want... Me and Kirk being as we are, we always want to look at winning. Winning everything. 
simple as that. So uh, we thought the easiest route was through one of the other two, perhaps. Also, um, there's a new structure going in at um, step four after next season. So there was additional teams from the Northern Counties and the UCL, which would have got promoted in the in the middle, and you've got to win it. So there were the only other factors for us. Obviously, there's a little bit more travelling, but to me and the lads, I think it's just another 20 minutes in the car than what it would be in any of the other two leagues, so it's no odds. I, I know you say car, and I'm assuming that was probably a slip of the tongue, because if you're going to go that distance, you really have got to all go together, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, we'll be, we'll be looking to take coach and all travelling together, you know, that'll stop the lads moaning about the petrol money and stuff like that, so, yeah. But you can't turn up in this standard, you can't turn up in the West Midlands as this standard of football and say, can you hang on for another couple of cars? No. You know, you're not going to box on a Sunday morning, are you? No, we need to all travel together and make sure everyone's in one place and get in there at the same time, be a a lot more professional. The other thing, if, uh, the other side of the coin is that if, you know, if you get seven players turning up, then the referee can start the game under the... (coughs) And they would. How do you keep your eye on Newtown and Collingham and... Curtin and Araby and Grantham or there isn't there just enough hours in the day yeah yeah definitely you always try and look at um, what, well, it's non-stop flicking around and obviously keeping up with with, with, his, with the game all, all over but yeah you always look out for, for your local sides and look for them to do well so um, yeah I'll, I'll be wishing them all well and keeping an eye on the results yeah I say that because Newark Town have just kicked off against Lincoln United and that's where I'm going to next so if you want to go down to the sports village because uh, it, it would be lovely to have two successful sides in in new at this season and yeah. when i say two successful sides I, I know they want to win the thing you want to win the thing realistically craig you've gone up to the highest standard of football that's ever been played in newark um you've bought well on paper you you've bought well you've bought players that's been there done that as they say mm-hmm. um some of the players that you've got already have played even higher than step five. Yeah. So that shouldn't be a problem you wanted for it. No. Um, what are you realistically hoping? What's the sort of yeah. um, head saying this time round? Well, like I say, we've obviously we've got we've got all the, the squad on paper that we want now. We feel like we've got um, options out there um, to go out and have a have a good, be competitive in the league. Now our job now uh, over the next three or four weeks, before the third of August, is obviously gel that gel them lads together, gel that team together, uh, and hit the ground running on on the third of August. You know, we're hoping the fixtures will be out um, early next week, I believe. Um, so we'll be interested to see out where, where we're off to for a start. Um, but realistic expectations. Because you're actually going to probably on paper start with a home game, because then you've got at least three Saturdays away. Yeah, for for ground bookings etc. So yeah, we're expecting. But there's good, there's a bank holiday in there as well, so it might even itself out for August. Um, but you know, fixtures are you get what you're given sort of thing. So we'll everyone's got to play everyone home and away. So we'll just deal with that as it comes. But yeah, I mean, realistically, obviously we want to we want to keep away from the wrong end of the table. But to, with the lads, we've managed to get through the door. Uh, we're now either looking at training. We're hoping we'll be in the top eight. Uh, we'll be happy with that. Me and Kirky. Anything above that is obviously a bonus. Don't try not to scare the chairman too much. I was going to say, heart if he's listening to this. Um, yeah, I mean, we believe in the lads we've got. We believe in ourselves and we believe in the lads we've got, you know, that we've had for the last couple of years that have stayed with us and obviously adding to that with the new lads. 
so we'll always back them um, there's a lot of clubs in that league that are unknown to us so you know we're going to learn about them as we move on and keep and keep going out and watching them so yeah there's a few unknowns out there so we don't really know how we're going to fare with what we've got but um, you know time will tell and we'll, we'll give it a best shot how excited are you very excited very excited um, one because we're playing at a level that obviously a very good standard like I mean you, you when you played you went around the circuit you played at a, a decent yeah. a decent level but this is yeah. a whole new ball game isn't it yeah the lads we've managed to get in and the lads we're working with now like, like you've mentioned a minute ago like Tony has said some of the clubs and the grounds that we're, that we're going to play at uh, you know it's exciting um, you know there's a lot of ex-pros playing in that league and it's where you want to be and me personally I've always wanted to see it in the, always no no one ever wanted to travel out of town to play at a high level and there's a lot of lads like I say you talked about lads like Potsy and Meds and Jack who have played out of town to get the right level before in the past well they may not got to do that anymore um, and any lads that are coming through obviously that are, that are up to standard then they've got a place where they can go and play locally though it's exciting and one of the things as well um, that has most taken our breath away has been the sheer volume of people that have turned up to support flows yeah. in Newark yeah. and looking at last season's average gates we are already in the MLP the second best supported team in the, in the, in the entire league yeah I mean I'll, I'll just on top of that like Terence just said I think it, it, was a, it blew us away to be honest the support we received uh, last season that, that's gradually grown over the last couple of years and like I say the idea is that we've got these lads now and we can, we can get them and play some nice football that warrants their time and effort to come down to support us and you know we need their support more than more than ever now if we're going to uh, if we're going to be successful at this this high step again can't wait i really yeah, cannot wait it's going to be fantastic of course we're going to follow flow serve all the way um on radio newark um guys at the matches match reports tony will spend most of monday night waffling away if they've won and Going to hibernation if they've lost. What do you mean if? All right, when they win, um, and I'm sure they act- they actually will. But uh, we're looking forward to an exciting football season. In fact, I'm looking forward. Both Flowserve, Tan, the rugby guys look like they've mm. upped the game. Uh, hockey players, uh, you know, roll on winter. It was only a, a couple of years ago that we sat here and lamented the state of sport in Newark the state of the standard of the sport in Newark and now it's like the best Christmas day ever it is and uh, thank you to Mr Roach and uh, Mr Kirkham and um, probably give Mr Clark a mention as well but uh, we'll see where we go um, close safe start on Saturday with a yeah, juicy um, little friendly yeah very juicy obviously one of the best uh, non-league sides around here uh, someone reminded me the other day that Notts County are actually non-league so I don't know how they're going to fare but I mean, I think Bayford probably be stronger than them, but yeah, Bayford coming to town. Um, Steve Chettle managing them. Um, I think I'm Matty Thornhill as well playing what, for him. So. What can go wrong? I'm off to the Sports <laughs> Village. Doug coming up now. Goodbye. Yeah.